CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 27 years have gone by and I'm just so glad to see that um, someone is finally being held accountable for the murder of Tupac. So I'm just stoked. A man in custody accused of ordering the murder of rapper Tupac Shakur 27 years ago. Dwayne Davis was the leader and shot caller of the Southside Compton Crips. Police say Dwayne Keefe D. Davis ordered the hit on Tupac Shakur. So who is Keefe D? We look at six things you need to know about the man accused of ordering the murder of Tupac. Welcome to Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. I'm Anjanette Levy. Tupac Shakur's family and his fans have been waiting 27 years for someone to be held accountable in Tupac's murder. That day is now here. Dwayne Davis, whose street name is Keefe D, faces a charge of open murder with a deadly weapon and a gang enhancement in Tupac's murder on September 7, 1996. Keefe D is a member of the Southside Compton Crips, some people say he's actually a gang leader. Suge Knight and Tupac Shakur were affiliated with the Bloods. Tupac Shakur was an artist who was signed with Death Row Records. And that Death Row Records and its CEO, Marion Suge Knight, were closely affiliated with the Mob Piru criminal street gangs. And that they had an ongoing feud with the Southside Compton Crips. Dwayne Davis was the leader and shot caller of the Southside Compton Crips. On September 7th, Keefe D, his nephew Orlando Baby Lane Anderson, Terrence Brown, and DeAndre Smith were all in Las Vegas. So were Tupac Shakur and Suge Knight. The group encountered one another at the MGM Grand during the Mike Tyson fight. Tupac jumped Orlando Anderson over an old beef, then he, Suge Knight, and their entourage left the casino for a party elsewhere. That's when the plan to kill Tupac took shape, according to Las Vegas Metro Police. Dwayne Davis began to devise a plan to obtain a firearm and retaliate against Suge Knight and Mr. Shakur for what occurred inside the hotel against Mr. Anderson. After Davis obtained a gun, he entered into a white Cadillac along with Terrence Brown, DeAndre Smith, and Orlando Anderson. Based on our investigation, this is where we know they were seated. Introducing the next generation of pepper spray. Meet Palm, a new maximum strength self-defense product with a patented modular design, revolutionizing the self-defense industry. Whether you're carrying the unit on your keys, snapping the unit on your backpack, your keychain, or carrying the unit in your pocket, 
Palm is the perfect everyday carry accessory. Palm's patented flip-top safety prevents any accidental misfire, and its maximum strength formula provides you with the necessary range and capacity to bring peace of mind to you and your loved ones. Quality. Safety. Performance. Peace of mind. Learn more at palmpepperspray.com. The first officer on scene that night was Chris Carroll. He held Tupac in his arms and asked him who shot him. So I was asking him, you know, what happened? Who shot you? Who did this? And he for the first time, he's kind of acknowledging my presence and he's looking and looking in my eyes and I'm looking at his and I, I could tell he's trying to get a breath together because he's having a very hard time breathing. And he looks at me and he opened his mouth and he said, F you. And after he said it, he kind of gurgled and coughed. His eyes roll back. He lost consciousness. So that would be the last thing that he ever said in his life. Tupac Shakur died days later after being taken off life support. Suge Knight stuck to the no snitching street code, but Knight knew exactly who fired at them from a white Cadillac. With no one talking, police said they couldn't make an arrest. But years later, Keefe D would find himself in a jam because of his drug dealing. He would confess to his role in the killing of Tupac Shakur, but the confession was called a proffer and couldn't be used to prosecute him. So Orlando shot him across Dre. He leaned over on the window, around the window, pop. Keefe D's proffer was played in the documentary Murder Rap. That was the first time the public heard it. Keefe D laid out in detail what happened that night and why to LAPD detective Greg Kading and others. I spoke with Greg Kading about Keefe D being indicted all of these years later. Yeah, I'm just elated. Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's been a long time coming. I mean, better late than never, they say, but holy smokes, it's 27 years have gone by and I'm just so glad to see that um, someone is finally being held accountable for the murder of Tupac. So I'm just stoked. How big of a gang leader or what have you was Keefe D in Compton? Because I've heard people say he's a gang leader. People, Some people laugh uh, when you call him a leader of the South Compton Crips. I mean, how big of a deal was he or, or was he just kind of like a blowhard? He was relevant because he was dealing a lot of dope. And because he had a lot of dope, he had a lot of money. And because he had a lot of money, he had influence. So it was just those things. But he is a bit of a blowhard. Um, he is, he's not like his nephew Orlando, who was the actual gunman who killed Tupac. That was a, real, that was a serious, committed gangster who was a killer. Keefe D is a little bit more of a, a figurehead so to speak. And he's definitely a legend in his own mind, but all things considered, um, he's, he's not who he presents himself to be in the sense of this big, dangerous, infamous gangster. As I mentioned, Keefe D told Greg Kading the entire story about what happened the night Tupac was murdered in the proffer that could not be used in court. From the fight at the MGM Grand to the shooting of Tupac and Suge Knight in the black BMW, Kading said it was frustrating to see someone confess to murder, but unable to take the case to court. Um, there's, you know, you've heard this, you've heard the phrase before. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And we couldn't use his incriminating, his self-incriminating confession back in 2009. But because of that, he had this, he had this false um, perception that he had immunity. And so he began to go out and boast publicly about his role in the murder. 
and that that's not protected that can all be used against him so in essence he talked himself right into jail and so to see his confession being brought to light his involvement being brought to light and then his arrest and pending prosecution um being uh pending that it's just it's i'm so glad to see history finally getting set straight this is not an unsolved murder it has just been an unprosecuted murder Orlando Anderson was killed in 1998. The other passengers in that vehicle are also dead. This all begs the question, if police have had a confession that couldn't be used in court for all of these years, how can Keefe D now be prosecuted? The answer is quite simple, according to law enforcement. Who shot Tupac? We keep it for the cold of the streets. It just came from the backseat, bro. Keefe D did a lot of talking about that night after his release from prison on drug charges. Mr. Davis's own words reinvigorated our case in 2018. Had he not confessed to us and then we made that confession public when I published the book and the documentary came out. And so we basically exposed it all um, as to what took place in, in the investigation and how, what his involvement was in Biggie's murder. But if you understand the ego of Keefe D, he resented that somebody else was telling the story other than him. And so that whole thing prompted him to then go out and publicly boast um, about his involvement. So yeah, one thing kind of led to, to another, but that foundation of the original confession, everything in motion. Last July, Las Vegas Metro Police executed a search warrant at Keefe D's home in Henderson, Nevada. Face the house. Slowly walk back towards the sound of my voice. You're doing good. Appreciate your cooperation. Word started to spread that a great... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And jury had been impaneled to investigate Tupac Shakur's murder. But as the weeks passed, hope started to fade that anything would come of it. I literally texted my old partner this morning before I'd heard anything about prior to any of this breaking news about the arrest. And I literally texted my old partner, Darren Dupree, this morning and said, what in the hell is taking so long? <laughs> and the next text I get is actually from Mike Dorsey going, hey, they just arrested him. So, wow. yeah, it was yeah, it was just it, there, it, there did seem to be a real delay there. But I think that they were being strategic and making sure that they got everybody locked into their grand jury testimony so that they can utilize that later if necessary. So hopefully uh, they've got all their I's dotted and T's crossed and they're ready to go and see where this heads next. Keefe D also wrote about the night of Tupac Shakur's murder in his self-published book, Compton Street Legend. Keefe D wrote in the book that he tossed the Glock in the back seat and made eye contact with Suge Knight. Knight was driving a black BMW. Tupac was in the passenger seat. Keefe D wrote, like two rams locking horns, Suge and I looked each other dead in the eye. The terrified expression on Suge's face read, damn them N-words. 
One of my guys from the back seat grabbed the Glock and started busting back. Keefe D said he and Suge Knight knew one another from Compton. Uh, one thing about this, you know, he has been on YouTube and some other outlets basically saying, you know, I hate, I hate the way that went down, things of that nature. He, I think he said that, you know, he liked Tupac's music and it's almost like he was speaking regretfully uh, that this had happened, but he's now accused of being the person who ordered the hit. Uh, do you think he really does regret that? I mean, he seemed to be living a pretty nice life in Henderson, Nevada. No, I don't think he has true regret like you and I might have regret. He doesn't carry that same type of remorse. He doesn't have that same type of regard for human life. So, no, I don't think that he has that type of regret. And in, in, in fact, when we interviewed him and he said after the shooting after they'd shot Tupac they went and parked the car and they were heading back to their hotel they're at an intersection and the ambulance was coming by that was rushing Tupac to the hospital and him and his friends were just laughing about it so no I don't think that he has any true remorse I think it's uh you know time has finally come for him to answer for his sins aside from Keefe D there's only one other witness who's still alive who knows what happened that night it's Suge Knight who's serving a 28-year prison sentence for running a man down and killing him in Compton. Suge Knight has credibility issues. He's in prison for a really long time. Do mm -hmm. we possibly hear from Suge Knight at some point about this? I, I would be absolutely shocked if Suge Knight was ever brought into court as a witness. He's completely unbelievable. He's, un, he's, he's not credible. And he's not going to, from prison, become a rat. You know, he's not going to take the stand and testify against somebody else and then go back to his prison cell in general population. So, no, he will. I, I don't think we're going to see any of Suge Knight um, in regards to this trial. What is clear, Dwayne Keefe D. Davis is sitting in a Las Vegas jail cell where he's being held without bail. I'm just uh, history has finally been set. Um, correct. You know, now it's no longer from the public perspective, an unsolved case. You know, now we can close it, Tupac can rest in peace, and we can move on. And, and now we know that, uh, you know, um, that mystery has been solved. Dwayne Davis will appear in court Wednesday morning in Las Vegas for an arraignment. At that time, he will enter a plea to the charges and a trial date could be set. And I will be there and I will bring you the very latest from Las Vegas. That's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.